Hey everybody, we're back. You're watching Questionable Audio with Aaron G. And Joe Giza. It's probably going to change your life. Intro! Y'all ready for that? It's the Gets me every time. That intro there. It's, uh, That's golden. Pure so. gold material, I'd say. So, dude, what's been going on? Like, a lot of stuff has been happening. Yeah, lately. it's weird. I got married yesterday. Uh, well, you know, is that, I think, you know, and that's probably why we haven't been hanging out. And I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah. You probably need to redefine your priorities. It's that marriage thing. You know, but that's done with. We can... More. We can put that behind us. Very good. Just move on with our I mean, lives. Hopefully, it, it, it only happens once, and you never have to do it again. Yep. Hopefully. So, yeah. So, uh, what about you? Anything cool? Me? Anything exciting? Well, much like marriage, I got new drum heads. So, it's, I mean, the old ones, they were on there for a while, trying something different, and I'm hopeful. Did we figure That's, out that uh, it was like 15 years you said probably a solid, a solid fifteen years. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, you got to start somewhere. I have made the transition from Remo to Evans. Yes, mainly because it was a dollar cheaper. Hey, take what so, you can get. Uh, I'm like, hey, at a dollar cheaper. I, I mean, it's at least worth times, trying. Times six heads. So, hey, and let me tell you, in fifteen years. If they're not as good, I'm going right back. So, so stay tuned. In uh, 15 years, we're going to do another podcast. Exactly. Hopefully, I'll still be married. Yeah. If I'm lucky, and we'll see how they hold up. I will look exactly the same. I yeah. won't. I'll be all shriveled. Wow. Okay. So we got one. a lot of questions. A lot of questions, but I think we've picked the one to start with that's kind of like the grand poobah of all questions. Yeah, it's funny because like I've been referring to this podcast and sending people there and he open up it opens up a lot of doors. Oh, you know, we do the podcast, you know, questionable audio and we're going to be talking about audio questions. Everybody has the same response. Like, "Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, that's great. That's a great. Oh my god, I, I need to listen to it every second of my life." As well, we have three episodes. <laughs> three episodes, but uh, But now it's four. Now it's four. It's going to change your life. So, but I've been getting a lot of questions, uh, and I didn't think about it, but you know, I mean, you're a musician as well. I'm also a musician and I'm a vocalist as well as a you know voice actor. Those are audio too. We can answer those questions too all day. Yeah. Send them up. And I think, I think we kind of don't have a choice. Yeah. We got to do it. So we have, yeah, there's like graphics and everything. So it's gotta be done. So you want to delve right into it? I think we should delve right into it. I've got it right here. I've got a question from Mike. Mike. So here we go. Listen up. And I promise I didn't make that up. I didn't just pick the most random name that came to mind. This guy's name is actually Mike. Is that a picture of a bird or something like that? <laughs> Who is an owl, apparently, from... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where's Mike from? I don't know. Oh, wait, I know Mike. Mike's from Michigan. Okay. <laughs> been to Michigan? <laughs> Michigan Mike says, oh, lots of times. Hey, got a topic questions for you guys. All this digital age stuff in music is really something. I can get a lot of music storage on anything. But I noticed over the last few years or so that vinyl records have been making their way back. 
Yes, they have. What do you guys think, digital or vinyl? And where do you, you where do you see vinyl records going? Just a fad or what? What about these new digital vinyl players? Nothing beats analog quality, but digital is really easy to store. Well, those are all very, very true facts. Everything okay? Yeah, just making sure we get a level. Oh, yeah. That would be hilarious if we went. You know, the audio podcast uh, that just <laughs> fails to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My mic's working fine. <laughs> yeah. Mine is very special. Uh, that's a really good question. Now, I, I, I approach a question like this from a lot of different angles. Uh, I think records, because they're so easy to carry around, and uh, they're just, I mean, they're like super convenient. And that was, the, that was the thing for me, is you can take a record and just slip it right into your pocket and then take it anywhere. You can take multiple records, put multiple records right in your coat pocket or even like the pocket in your shirt and then just carry them everywhere. And uh, that's like the, that's the major upside for me as opposed to digital. Digital being like this round just plate that you're like forced to carry with you everywhere and then those things those digital players that you put on and have the arm and the weights and all that stuff digital i, I, I just doesn't seem to me and i think that's probably why records and analog will always succeed uh when it comes uh, to the battle of you know analog and digital hmm. that's interesting i agree <laughs> i don't know it's hard to beat the convenience really hard to beat the convenience and we were actually just talking about this last night um that consumption of music has obviously changed like we all know that from back in the day when it was a whole Knife process and a fork and then the other one to just yeah. eating with your hands yep just going straight for the finger food um but it's totally changed because i'm sorry i just said totally and a little piece of spit just went out and landed right on the table so we're gonna have to clean that up in a minute <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, but you guys at home won't know that because of the movie magic <laughs> post-production yeah. uh anyway so the the convenience is awesome and i'm i'm all for the this new music on the move kind of thing where it's you know people listen to music while you're jogging i listen to music while i'm cutting the grass so i put my earplugs in so i don't blow up my ears with the lawnmower That's but then true. i can listen to some music too and whatever because I, I mean who doesn't love listening to music very so handy with a record player <laughs> Just hauling along behind me. I've got my my kid Easily. follows me around with an extension cord for the forty five player. Yep. Um, no, it's great. The forty five player. Who calls it a forty five player? I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I'll the, tell you who. The turntable. Americans. Oh, fair enough. America. Uh, the, with the turntable. No. So all for that. Obviously, I listen to music in my car. That's like the big. You know. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Talk radio. No thanks. <laughs> pop in a CD or sync your phone or whatever, all those things. That's great. But there's still something special about sitting down and listening to music, whether it's just a song or like a piece as a whole, you know, a record that somebody put together to be consumed as a piece. There's something that gets missed when you're just doing it on the go and distracted. You know, music is great as background but it's also great as the only thing that you focus on. And I find that, for me anyway, listening to either a LP or a CD is still a little bit different than just pulling up the folder in iTunes and clicking play. Mostly because, and, and more so with the LP, it makes you take a second and 
get into the moment of it because you got to turn the thing on. And like you said, you got to make sure it's balanced and there's maintenance to be done. And sometimes you need to change the cartridge if it wears out. And, you know, there's a little bit more to it. And there's a little bit of care in the medium. You have to take care of it. You know, when everything's in the cloud, it's like, well, you know, whatever. I drop my hard drive. Well, it's all backed up anyway. So th that's the, the last tangible thing is the hard drive. Yeah. But with this, it's like I bought this thing. They're relatively expensive, you know, comparatively. It's 20, 30 bucks on average for a vinyl. It gives you something to care about and you put it down. And I just find that it enhances the listening experience because of that. I personally don't think that the quality is any different, really. Mm. Technically, I think we can all agree that the digital is better on paper, but I find it, I still find it more enjoyable. You said that, and I, f I felt the revolt of <laughs> hipsters everywhere. The little top knots going. <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, like a homing, it's like a homing beacon There's to one, the studio. Um, one guy just fell right off his couch. <laughs> what? Joe! What? What? But yeah. Yeah. But no, so I mean, realistically. What? Who? What? Realistically, I think we can all agree that quality on paper, like, you know, yes, it depends on how you define quality, but the typical things that we care about, you know, it, the digital medium is clearly the way to go. But that doesn't mean that an LP can't be enjoyed more or can't sound better to your ears just for just for all those involved you guys probably couldn't hear the dog barking outside. <laughs> or maybe you could if you were listening on vinyl, which is what <laughs> this is. Be okay, let me stop right there because I know there, there's some people, you know who you are, who are listening to this and they were like, what? I'm completely confused. I thought digital was that. That was making a joke. What was funny about it was that everything that I was saying was absolutely true, but it was the exact opposite. So basically, well, I wanted to clear up and said, uh, I said digital when I meant record player, just reverse the things that I said. Now that we're all understood, we're gonna come back uh, to reality. <laughs> I think what you're saying is correct. Uh, in that it depends on how you listen to music. It's like if you're listening to music, most people, they're music listeners, but really what they're doing is they're listening to music while they're doing other things. And I think the medium has reflected that it's like there are certain types of music, more the majority of pop music is meant to be listened to while you're doing something else. Yeah. So uh, it's like, and you know, and there's an argument like dance music and stuff like that is meant to, to make you dance, but it's even compressed a certain way so that you can do it at, a, at an even volume and you can control, have absolute control of your environment. Yep. There's certain things about records when they were made, they were meant to be listened to the way that you would experience multimedia now. So if you are somebody who likes to experience music, then there is definitely something waiting for you in the realm of records. And I think that's why they become like a hipster thing because there's certain, I don't want to say that there's an art to it, to, to listening, but it, it's it like. Absolutely is, yeah. But it, it is. It's a skill. And so many people don't have it. And I believe this opens up a whole other can of worms yeah. that maybe we won't get into right now but definitely at a later date, I think that's partially responsible for, number one, the state that the music industry is in in general. Yeah. But a lot of it, I think, has to do with why the music piracy thing has gone up so much. 
Um, and I, I think it's probably kind of come down a little bit again. There was a little while with the whole Napster thing that it was kind of like taking over the world. Either that or we just don't hear about it as much anymore. Yeah. But maybe they I, wised up. Probably not. But I think that that has a lot to do with it. What I said before about it's it's not tangible anymore. When you download something and it's in the cloud, it's a lot harder to place the same value. And it's kind of hard to fault people for that, too, yeah. because it's it's not really a thing anymore. Yes, you spent your money on it. And like everybody kind of knows that a lot of time and effort went into producing it off there in Nashville or wherever it was done. But it's way more real and kind of brought home when you're holding this big thing in your hands, you know, yeah. and some of it's still true with the CD. Like you still, I love buying CDs and listening to them. Cause you, number one, you don't have to turn on the computer first. That's amazing. But, but you, you have this thing and it's more talent tangible and you have to worry about the way you store it. Yeah. You know, you have to take care of it. That's Somebody something, scratches it. Yeah. That's, you're done. I mean, so you have to, you have to, there, there's a, there's a, an amount of tender love and care that you have to put into keeping your music collection alive instead of just making sure that all of your tags are in order. And that all comes from the manufacturer anyway. One so, of the main reasons that I, I love the idea of records or even tapes, that was the thing. Mm -hmm. Tape saturation we still use. Hey, uh -huh. there you go. But it's, it forces you to experience an album in its entirety as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, it's harder to skip a song. It makes it less disposable, which is good as an artist because it's like if you if you got my my first album, the one that's out there, I I it is it is a full thing. Mm -hmm. It's like it's very deliberate. Yeah, everything's like, everything on it's it, I, it's each song goes into the next song a certain way, and it's mm -hmm. meant to be experienced like driving in your car. That's what actually what I made it for. But there's there's a connection that is there for somebody who is like maybe a local band or a band that you know that doesn't have to be there for somebody like Taylor Swift to pick her because she's number one. It's been number one for a while now. So it's like when she comes out with a single, it's like, well, yeah, you know, you're not going to go to her show, meet her. You're not going to buy a CD from her hand and then pop it in. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's like you want to know what's going to happen right now. But if I go and I want to go to a wall clocks show, I go and I meet those guys, and then I get an album from them, and then I put that album into, and then chances are I can see them again and then talk to them about it, and yeah. I know that I'm supporting something, not some huge uh, record label and this huge company that's making money off of something else. I know that it's like, hey, this this money that I gave them, it's like, dude, I love your music. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hand this to you. That's gonna go in your gas tank. It's gonna go, you know, to feed yeah. you. Not some parasitical thing. Yep. Support local music. Yeah. Go to shows, man. That's so important. Go and to bar bar buy gigs CDs and buy a CD or a T-shirt. I mean, not not only does it help, like you said, put gas in the tank and everything, but it's just awesome to do. It's awesome to be a part of that. You know, lots of bands start at the bottom and work their way up. I mean, there's lots that get their break and just skyrocket and kind of skip that middle ground. It happens. But for the most part, it doesn't. There's so many people working day and night to put this stuff out there to entertain you because it's their thing. Yeah. Go spend ten bucks on it. You know, save save the money of literally one large latte at some of these coffee places. Save yeah. one one of those and throw it at a local band. Like you yeah. cannot do anything cooler than that. That is 
that's just a win in my book. Well, so. one of the things like I'm I'm going to be uh, promoting pretty heavily is that like PayPal has these things where if you have a PayPal account, you can put a donate button on your mm-hmm. website. It's just something that they have always yeah uh, offered. Well, now it's, it's like if I hear a song from an artist or something like that that was really cool, I'll go to their page and I will send them a dollar because it was like, dude, this song was really awesome and it was awesome at this time. It's kind of like, boom. That's a dollar, man. Just randomly, just because. Yep. And it's like, but I know, especially like bands that do things that you know cost them something to do, because being a musician is different now. Most of the musicians that are becoming musicians now know that they're not going to be flying in their own jets and trashing hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know that. Hopefully, you know that. But most people do, and. So if you become a musician, you create musician, or you create music, you create it for another reason. Absolutely. You want it to be listened to. You want it to be experienced. And so I think my personal answer to Mike is that if you are wanting to experience music in multiple different ways, if you enjoy just listening to music, then there is something there for you in the record world, in the tape world. There's something for you to do there. There's something for you to purchase. But it isn't necessary. But it is fun. If you're into music, that whole world is really cool because yep. it costs you something. You'll you'll notice things about your music that you that you haven't before because it's like it's a hassle. You think about how often you flip through songs and stuff, and even on the radio, when you flip through things on the radio. Doing that on a record player is a serious commitment. Yep. It's like, yep. whoa. So it forces you. It's like, man, I'm going to experience, you know, what we're going to listen to. I'm going to listen to The Doors today. We're going to listen to, you know, uh, Jimmy Page, all of his stuff and all the things. Yep. And Zeppelin's made of lead. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it, uh, there's, a, there's a thing that we're going to be doing in the future uh, in the studio here, actually. Um, the Mission Recording Studio. We're going to do, and in my studio as well, is we're going to do... Wellington. <laughs> we're going to do listening parties. Yeah. And we're going to find a record, you know, order a pizza or get some some snacks and just get a couple people together really small and just get together and pick an album and just listen to the whole thing. So we're listening in the nice studio on really nice speakers. We're going to hear everything and you're kind of consuming it in the way that the band most likely would have sat and and heard it you know and and i really advise people to start your own i mean we're going to do it kind of formally here because we have such a nice facility to work with um and i think we can probably uh give away some tickets yeah i mean we're not really going to have tickets but we'll we'll figure out a way to hook up some of you guys to come out here and check it out and um and we'll just do a little thing where people get together. And I just, I recommend doing that at your house. Like f- find one of your buddies that has a really nice set of speakers. Just, you know, just nice and just sit down and listen to it. Um, Cause it's a whole different experience. And so many people, especially in my generation, haven't heard that before. No. They haven't sat and like nobody's done that. And they're so used to the, just listen through most of the song. This is cool. And then skip. Oh, check this one. Oh, what's this one? Yeah that's fine you know and i do that too a lot of the time but it's a it's a totally different thing it's it's very transcendent that's the thing it's like if you're into listening to music 
I, it's, it's the same thing I said before. There are people who listen to music and who, who do it the same way that somebody would play a video game or somebody would watch a movie. And I know as an artist, if, if you listen to my music, I put stuff there hoping that people will find it mm-hmm. and that they'll care about it. Because I, I care about it. When I would listen to, to my favorite bands and stuff like that, it's like, how many times do you listen to music nowadays where there isn't white noise going on in the background? Like, even like the buzz of a laptop or the hum of the road. Those are, those are things that we just, you know, we just live with all the time. But man, when you come into a quiet room, I was listening to, I was doing the, uh, since, you know, this is the first time I changed the drum heads in, you know, 15 years. Uh, but I'm, uh, I listened to Pretty Gritty's album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I, I should definitely give them a plug because they're just really awesome. But I listened to it just on loop. Mm-hmm. And there are just so many things there I didn't notice because I, you know, I always listen to it in my car or something like that. And I know they have other albums that they're working on right now, but it's like, what is it called? Lonely Road. And I listened to it. And it's like, man, well, first thing I noticed is that I absolutely love her voice, which she already knows. But there's so many things in it that you just can't hear. And I've, I've good good to exceptional hearing and uh i just you know you're so busy there's so many things that yep just the sound of the road is always gonna gonna you know wear out or the frequencies that are lost in my bluetooth converter that you just get used to yep and man it's like get a cd and pop it in and if you have a cd player in your car even it's like just sounds so much better it is better and i think that's where a lot of this whole analog is clearly better to some people comes from yeah i think if you take a step back you know maybe maybe there is maybe there's something that they're hearing that i'm not but i think that a lot of it comes from just that psychological thing that happens when you spend a lot of money on a turntable spend a lot of money putting together a listening room a high-end hi-fi system and everything but then you take the time to just sit and listen. Yeah. Those same people might not take the time with their digital collection. So they just instantly associate the nice, warm, fuzzy, happy memories of hearing all that detail with those things that they listen to on vinyl instead. Whereas if they truly did a blind test, you know, yeah. they might not hear. You know, I don't know. There are people I'm sure that have better hearing than I do. But for me, I don't listen to one and go, this is clearly superior. You know, there's differences. No. But personally, I think there's there's equal I mean equal opportunity audio person. You know, no. there's there's lots of room for the vinyl thing, there's lots of room for the digital consumption um or for the tape thing, you know, and then bringing this into a little bit more what what we do daily in the studio, I think there's just as much use for analog technology as there is for digital. I mean, yeah. That's really kind of the way of the future is this hybrid thing where you're kind of getting the benefits of both without the hassle of of the analog stuff you know there's a little bit of hassle with keeping it all maintained and you know there's there's components that dry up and you have to 
you know, change tubes and you have to calibrate tape machines and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's just kind of par for the course. If you want to use that gear, um, there is still something different that happens when you're using an analog tape machine or an analog compressor versus a plug-in, you know, they, they do respond differently. They react to the humidity and the temperature in the room, and that can make subtle changes that are just cool. You know, to me, technically those are imperfections. Those are things that are wrong with it, you know, but, but you can frame that in the light of this is a cool bonus. And I, I really dig that. So, Uh, and part of it too is like, uh, actually I should mention this. Uh, we just had the tone wars gear fest. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I was calling it the Midwest gear fest. I thought that was what they were, they were calling it. I'm not sure this is the actual name of it. Okay. So we'll call it Midwest gear fest until I look it up and then put the little thing right here later. Uh, but there's not going to be a thing there. I'm not going to have time to do all that. So, well, I just, well, but, uh, the helix, the helix is amazing by the way. And I love the line six, the HD 500 mm-hmm. that I have. It's like blowing my mind. The helix is a guitar pedal board, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things like line six, they did a feature there that's showing exactly what it does, which is really cool to have it laid out. It was actually very interesting. Um, well, but the th- the thing was, can I get a Helix and plug it into said whatever tube amp or something like that? And I said basically the same thing. Because we're musicians, we are chasing inspiration. We're creative, because not just musicians, because we're creative beings. We're trying to create something. We're always chasing inspiration. And you gain inspiration in a lot of different ways. It's like there's something about getting a new piece of gear and then it's like oh you got this new toy and you have to play with it Mm -hmm. and so you have to learn the ins and outs of it you have to learn the limitations of it but that act and that spark triggers a part of your brain that is what i think the same thing that maybe non-musicians we'll call them non-musicians normal people uh can feel too with their gear that's Mm -hmm. why you had people and a lot of people, they spent a lot of money back in the day on their sound systems. And it's like, man, you know, you just want this to be just the right thing because there's, it's an event. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it just forces you to experience it the way that dealing with one analog piece of gear is. And you'll see a lot of bands. I know a lot of bands that spend a lot of money in some really big studios just trying, you know, just like, oh, I, I get a buffet of all of these things. And then you don't enjoy any of them. Yep. You don't enjoy any of them. You get you go for the specialized one thing and you experience everything that that thing has to offer. Yep. And if any of it's those huge. seem familiar to you, then that's that's what side. You know, you can you can pick and choose. I mean, I have an MP3 player. You know, I use this device, this phone that isn't a phone as you know for the majority of the music that i listen to to be able to broadcast bl- to bluetooth devices uh but i still have a tape deck man yep and i love that thing yep i uh what is it when i could get a nakamichi tape deck and i'm like whoa oh my goodness nakamichi whoa nakamichi was just you know really awesome it was still pretty awesome uh tape decks they do like futuristic magnificent things with analog tape but a uh, shout out to Nakamichi. Uh, and so anyway, back to the guitar thing. Yeah. Uh, 
that inspiration. Mm -hmm. If that's the thing that's going to inspire you, it's like that type of grit and that type of tone is going to give you what you need to be able to create out of just the normal of, okay, I have this box. I'm going to go to the box until I hear something different. It's like, well, I don't know. This knob is like this now. And I'm going to turn this. Why does this only have four settings? Why does it only click to four different places? I don't know. Well, I got to pick one. And it forces you outside of your box to be creative. <sighs> I think there's a lot to be said for the limitations, though. Yeah. I think the limitations of why does this only have four se- Or was that your point? Maybe I totally missed that. No, that's that's part of it, too. Yeah. yeah. So the the to me, the magic of, of old gear is that it was so simple. Yeah. And there wasn't infinite combinations. You could just do... Or, or there, there weren't infinite controls but there were infinite combinations even with something with stepped encoders you know a 1073 eq has four bands on the low end and three on the mids (laughs) and four on the highs or three on the highs or whatever you know and that's all you got i love but they were amazing you know and that that makes it that 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 restriction forces you to channel the creativity elsewhere you know but but that doesn't mean that you can't get the same creativity from this helix pedal or from some plugin or whatever that has thousands of things built in and you can layer upon layer and do things in parallel and run things in loops and do i mean that in of itself for some people can be highly creative to me that that boggles my brain too much i get a little bit of a headache doing well, that i want the simplistic you know actually before we started hanging out i used to, to poo poo the sort of part of line six where you would go into the computer and it would show you all these different things and all these different dials and everything i was like okay you know i don't need to see that i just need to know the zeros and ones of it but after experiencing plugins the way that you guys use them and uh like having to you know figure out this new thing the way that this works in mm-hmm. a different way it's like it's it's inspirational it is that it's like having a piece of gear what i like about the helix and even the 500 now is that it sort of brings that into play and now i'm gonna like revisit a lot of my old pedals and a lot of my old gear that i've i mean maybe before i sell it uh and just try to try to work through it it's like i'm gonna do a gig at some point with just that line six bogner amp it's because, I don't know, I just force myself to use just that and yep. see what's up. It's huge. It's huge. That The restrictions of that stuff, even though that thing is very it's flexible very versatile. Yeah. and configurable, but there's still some form of restriction there. And in the end, the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it inspires you, you're going to get a good sound out of it. Yeah. You know, it really, I could care less what the gear is, you know? Yeah. Um, if it works... Well, even that, even sometimes when something doesn't work, that can be inspiring because you have to work around its, you know, its issues. But, you know, for me, I like my stuff to work. But <laughs> as long as it works, I don't care what it is, what the brand is, whether it's analog, digital, whether it's got a thousand presets or two knobs. If you can get something good out of it, that's a win. Yeah. That's an absolute win. If it makes you create something, I don't care, you know. That's that's why it's so important to have an atmosphere that allows that kind of stuff. You know, that's the way my studio is set up to where everything is just kind of around me and it's all plugged in and it's all there and everything works and I can just go, I want this and that and let's try this today or whatever. Or that's why 
I have a kitchen in my studio. Well, in my house, my studio is in the basement. But <laughs> the kitchen is very close because yeah. sometimes I can make something for dinner that inspires me to do something there or I can do something there that inspires food. And this is getting really, really out there and heady. No, but, no. but that's absolutely all that matters is if you can get inspired to do something analog, digital, you know, Cuisinart or Black & Decker, I don't care. <laughs> I think that ultimately is the answer to this question. Whatever inspires you to listen to music, that's the better thing. So that's the better thing at that time. Glad we could help. You want to roll the theme again? Let's do the theme. Why not? Because you're ready for that.